Welcome to Berry Aftercare, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. This is episode 15. The four aces apply a winning hand to your weight loss journey. We all want to have a winning hand in life. Use these four aces to make your weight loss journey one of lifelong winning. The four aces are tools to use on a daily basis to keep your head in the game. You're in it to win it. The four aces stand for winning words. Words that, when used as active, healthy coping skills, will help you live your healthy lifestyle in all areas of your life. Awareness, acceptance, attitude, accountability, commitment, effort, and self, the four aces. Use them to win. As always, be sure to check out the entire Berry Aftercare program for successful post-op living at www.berryaftercare.com. Sorry for the really corny intro. Let's get into the podcast and see how these words really can be of great use to you. And welcome to Barry Aftercare, the podcast and Barry Aftercare Live, depending on where you're listening, watching, et cetera, et cetera. I'm Dr. Connie Stapleton, and most of you probably know me by now, but just for a refresher, I've been working in the field of bariatrics for about 16 or more years now already. And I had a woman tell me today, you know what, Connie, you're Firm and fair approach is a little bit scary to me at times, but I really appreciate it because it saved me a lot of time in therapy. She said, I don't see any reason to be mincing words for two years before I get down to business. So we're going to get down to business today. I'm going to be a little fair and firm, but we're going to talk about some additional coping skills. Now we've talked about coping skills on previous podcast episodes and on previous videos. And we know that things like overeating or drinking too much alcohol or spending too much money or, you know, engaging in too much online, whatever, those can be coping skills. And depending on the degree to which they interfere in your life, they can become very unhealthy coping skills. Now, we've talked about healthy coping skills as well, and we've talked about you can look up online, just do a Google search for healthy coping skills, and you'll come up with a whole list of things like uh, take a hot bath, go for a walk, do some journaling, do some meditating, do some deep breathing, and those are all really, really great, and I am absolutely 100% in favor of those things. But today, I want to talk about a whole different category of positive, healthy coping skills. They're less tangible than getting out a piece of paper and writing down your feelings. You're not going to go sit in your car with nobody else in it and scream or hide your head under a pillow and do some screaming. And you're not going to write out a letter to food or yourself or anybody else to deal with your emotions. These are much, much less tangible. And I call these the four aces. 
But these are critical, critical coping skills in learning to change your thinking, to change your relationship with food, to changing your relationship with yourself, to changing your relationships with other people. These are verbs, I guess. We'll talk about that. (laughs) I don't care what part of speech they are. What they are are ways to help you improve your life. Now, you can't just you know, go sit down and do some breathing. You got to do some thinking with these. So there's some thought that goes along with these. And I want to explain these in detail and give you examples of each of these and why I call them the four aces. Because if you have a poker hand, and I've mentioned the four aces before, so these aren't completely unfamiliar to you, but I want to talk in detail about each one. And I call these the four aces because if you're a card player, and again, I'm not encouraging anyone to be encouraging anyone to go become a poker player because that too can be an unhealthy coping skill, especially if you're combining spending too much money on it. So I'm not encouraging that per se. But if you've ever played cards, you know that if you have four aces in your hand, that's a darn good hand. So I call them the four aces because I've come up with four A words, an acronym that will help you in your journey toward weight loss and maintaining that weight loss, living the best life you can. It will help you in your communication with other people. The four aces are wonderful. Now, there are four A words. So the four aces Four A words, a C word, an E word, and an S word. I'm so clever and creative. Not. However, these can still help you. All right. So let me tell you what the words are in the acronym ACEs. And then we're going to talk about how having these in your hand or in your pocket or somewhere in your brain where you can easily access them will help you with your journey. All right. So the words are, and the four A words are awareness. I've talked a lot about awareness, right? Acceptance, attitude, accountability. Then the C word, because ACEs is A-C-E-S. So there's four A's, a C, E, and S. The C is commitment. The E is effort. The S is self. So let me talk about each of those individually. You've heard me say more than one time that awareness is the first step in change. We cannot make changes in our life if we don't know there's an issue. For example, if somebody says to you, why do you have to say it to me like that? You probably don't know you've used some kind of a tone or a really loud voice. But if three or four people say that to you, you might catch on to there's probably something going on here. Something in the way I'm saying this has resulted in four or five people saying, why you got to say it like that? So awareness of your tone of voice or awareness of emotional eating or awareness of food addiction or awareness of whatever it is, awareness that maybe you are defensive in relationships. If your spouse or your friends or your coworkers are always, you know, are saying to you, gosh, you get defensive pretty quickly. Or if people say to you, don't take it so personally, and a lot of people tell you that, then there's probably something to it. The phrase I attach to this is, if 10 people tell you, you have a tail, 
you might want to turn around and take a look. And that comes straight out of my interaction in the 12-step community, because that's one of the sayings. So if you hear something from several different sources, you might want to take a look at the feedback that you're getting and say what part of that might be true for me. So becoming aware of, are you emotionally eating? Are you engaging in a certain kind of food when you're upset or a certain kind of food when you're sad or lonely. We just did a whole, a whole couple of videos on emotional eating not too long ago. So what is your awareness in terms of your eating habits? What is your awareness in terms of your exercise behavior? You might think, well, I'm exercising. I run after the kids all day when really that's not really considered exercise. It's considered activity and it is considered movement, but not necessarily exercise. So one of the things you want to be aware of is do I minimize or do I make excuses or do I, you know, pretend I'm doing something that I might believe it, but maybe that's not the whole truth. So your awareness of what you got going on in in your eating behaviors, your exercise behaviors, are you aware of how many grams of protein you're eating? Well, maybe if you're not, you should be tracking it or using the gotta do You choose, but you can't fix something until you know there's a problem. Or maybe your spouse gives you feedback over and over and over again, like, I don't feel listened to, or I'm not feeling heard. If you hear something over and over again, you have to take into consideration there might be some validity to it. So you can use awareness to improve all kinds of things, including the relationship you have with yourself. Remember when we talked about self-talk? As with everything, awareness of a problem is the first step to changing it. So are you aware of what you say? to yourself, about yourself. And you have to be aware of it before you can choose how you want to change it, right? Same with emotional eating. Are you aware of how you're feeling? Once you're aware of how you're feeling, you can make some decisions on how you want to cope with that emotion, a healthy coping skill or an unhealthy coping skill. So I think you understand the importance of awareness, but awareness, if something's outside of our awareness, we often need help in becoming aware of it. So that's why involving your good friends in your journey is important. Why having a solid support group is important. Maybe having a therapist is important because if you don't know something, you don't know it. And it's not until you hear it that you become aware of it. So seek out sources to give you additional information than what you already have. So you can increase your awareness and subsequently make some positive changes. Now let's talk about acceptance. All right. Mm. Acceptance is a very positive coping skill when it comes to the weight loss journey. And let's talk about some things that require acceptance and keep in mind, accepting something does not translate to, I like it, or I agree with it. Or, gee, that's exactly what I was hoping to hear. But acceptance is taking what is 
and, you know, kind of going through it all and going, is there something I can do to influence this or is there not? For example, um, if you try to, you know, dye your hair platinum blonde and it turns out like carrot orange, you might not like what happened, but you might have to accept it and say, oh, crap, this is what it is. Doesn't mean somebody else like a professional hair colorist. That's a thing. Colorist. Um, if they can change it. But the reality is what it is. I might not like being five feet, four inches tall, but I'm going to have to deal with that somehow because there's nothing I can do about it. I cannot do anything to change my height. That was biologically predetermined through my genetic history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I might not like the fact that I'm five, four, but if I can't do anything about it, now I can fight it and be angry about it and whatever, but is that going to do me any good? Is that going to serve me well to every day wake up and be upset because I'm five foot four? Or would it make my life more peaceful if I said I'm five foot four? So given that reality, what am I going to do with my life? Right now, that's a silly example. It doesn't mean much of anything. However, when it comes to the weight loss process, you may need to accept that your body is going to get to a certain point in that weight loss process, and then it's not going to lose any more weight. So you may have in your mind, my goal weight is 172 pounds, but your body stops at 184. And you do the got to do them diligently and you follow the directions of your dietitian and you log your food diligently and you're exercising and your body says, sorry, pal, this is where I'm staying. So you can either, you know, you got to ask yourself, is there anything I can do to influence this? And you can work with your dietitian and your exercise person. And they may say, try this, try this, try this. And if none of those things work, maybe you need to accept that this is the body this is the way at which my body says, I'm done. This is where I'm going to stop losing weight. So you can struggle with that and beat yourself up because you didn't get to your desired goal weight. Or you can accept, this is where my body said I'm going to stop. And look at it from the perspective of, am I healthier? I'm so much healthier. Am I able to do things I wanted to do? I can do things I wanted to do. So maybe accepting that this is where my body says it's done. It's comfortable. You can do what you want to do it this way. You're off a lot of medications and I can choose to rejoice in that. Acceptance might include in this weight loss process that you're going to have some extra skin. Well, I'm going to lift some soup cans while I watch TV, Connie, and then I'm going to firm up. Good. Do that. Lift some weights. Do, do the walking. Do the, do the strength training. Absolutely. Because it will benefit your health and your body in many, many, many ways. You still might have some saggy skin. Because depending on your age, depending on your genetic makeup and your skin's elasticity and, you know, all these other factors, 
you can lift as many weights as you want and you still might have some saggy baggy skin, the shrinkles as some people call it. So you can be upset about that and just, you know, think every day I'm going to be miserable because I don't like the way my underarms, you know, under my arms, the extra skin. Or you can say, I accept that as long as I'm doing what I can do to make the scenario as good as possible, that's all I can do. And accept that I'm going to have some extra skin, but I'm living my life fully. So there are some things that you have to accept. You might have to accept that exercise for you is required in order for you to maintain your healthiest weight. Do you, do you need to like exercise? Do you need to look forward to it? Not necessarily, but you need to accept that in order to be my healthiest self, I have to exercise. That's up to you. But I tell you, when you quit fighting with things that are a reality and you accept them as reality, life becomes a lot easier. Now, you know, I'll give you a really ridiculous example, but the world is round. We pretty much know that the earth is round and this is evidenced through all kinds of real scientific facts, right? You might not like that. Right? You're like, no, I want the earth to be square. I want the earth to be flat. And you can get upset about that and you can fight it every day of your life. That's going to make your life a lot more difficult. Right? Anytime you try to fight against a current, meaning the current of the river is going to go in one direction. And if you try to swim against it, it makes your life more difficult. But if you find a way to go with that current, even if you don't like it, because it's a fact that cannot be changed, I'm not talking about something you can change. I'm just talking about the facts. Then go with the current and try to look elsewhere in your life to make some changes. So acceptance of there's probably some things I'm going to have to do if I want to maintain my weight. Like what? Like the got to do them, right? Just the way it is. All right. So we've done awareness. We've done acceptance. Let's talk about attitude. All those things we just accepted. What's your attitude about it going to be? Fine. I have to do some exercise. I guess I'm going to just have to exercise. Well, you can have a, you know, an unpleasant attitude. You can say, you know what? Doesn't mean I'm going to like it, but I'm going to do it because I know it's what I want. So you can have a more positive attitude toward it, or you can be grumpy about it. And again, which of those choices is going to serve you better in your life? Oh, I've got to plan my meals today. Well, you made a commitment to having weight loss surgery and you knew going in what some of the healthy behaviors were that you were going to have to commit to. Commit is my C word in this you'll see in a minute. But what's your attitude about it going to be? Maybe your attitude is, I know I said I wanted to do this, but or it can be, you know what? I said I want to do this. It's not my favorite thing in the world to do, but I'm going to do it. And while I'm at it, I may as well do it well. It's kind of like, you know, if you accept a job, you probably don't like everything about it. And there are certain parts of your job you're going to uh, as they say in New Zealand, you're going to whinge about it. Or you're going to complain about it. Or you're going to whine about it a little bit. That's fine. 
But the more whining and whinging and complaining we do, the more miserable we are. The more we say, okay, I don't like this part of my job. I'm just going to do it and get it done. And I'm going to be over with it and on more pleasant tasks. So your attitude about things makes a difference. And you know that from different areas of your life, right? So you choose your attitude. You do have influence over that part. And you do have influence over whether or not you accept truths or not. Accountability. Big deal. We talked about accountability in a lot of different podcasts. Because accountability is one of the number one proven through research ways to stay on track with your goals. Ways to stay on track with maintaining the weight loss. Accountability. I'm going to talk to somebody else about what I do so somebody else knows and I don't get to fudge and I don't get to fake it. Or I'm going to have a person who works out with me and we're going to do it together. But I'm going to be accountable to myself. So if that person doesn't do it with me, I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to write down here, I'm going to have an extra accountability measure by writing it down on my got a doom sheet or an extra level of accountability by calling somebody at night and saying, this is what I did. Or even an additional layer of accountability by hiring a trainer who's expecting me to be there by hiring a therapist who's expecting me to be there by hiring my dietitian for additional sessions. And I'm going to have a good attitude about it, knowing the more accountability I have, the better I'm going to do. So again, you choose. So we've covered the four A's, awareness, acceptance, attitude, and accountability. Let's talk about commitment. Again, we have spoken about commitment, but commitment can be just words we say. But if we combine commitment with commitment toward greater awareness, commitment toward accepting realities that we cannot change, commitment toward I'm going to work on my attitude because the more pleasant I am about it, the more open I am, the less resistance I will apply when doing this thing that I accepted. I would do in this process and accountability. So I'm going to commit to another person. It's not just saying, yeah, I'm going to do this doctor. Yeah, I'm going to do this dietitian. Yeah, I'm going to do this exercise person. Yeah, I'm going to do this psychologist. It's doing it. Commitment can be just words or commitment can be a verb. Speaking of parts of speech, right? Commitment can be a follow through with The promise, right? We talked about promises don't lead to outcomes. Hopes don't lead to outcomes. Actions lead to outcomes. Increased awareness leads to outcomes. Greater acceptance leads to greater outcomes. A better attitude is going to lead you to a better outcome. Having additional sources of accountability is going to lead you to a greater outcome. So commitment can be, yep, going to do this. The words or commitment can be, I'm going to do this. Watch, see how I'm doing this. So you choose, but you've got to make a commitment. And it's a good idea in this process to recommit yourself every day to doing the got to do Recommit every day to making a plan for your food. Recommit every day. Even if you, you know, do something you would have considered bad in terms of food or 
behavior toward a spouse or a child or a coworker. Recommit to the rest of the day. These are great coping skills because what they prevent is that downward spiral of why bother? I'm, I blew it anyway. That all or nothing thinking that leads us to I'll start again next Monday and it's only Tuesday. Uh-uh. So we recommit. We increase our awareness. We increase all these four A's. And then the E, the E should be the biggest letter in the word ACEs because it's effort. Without the effort, there's no outcome. Without the doing, effort is doing. It's a verb too, right? The actual carrying through with the gotta do the actual carrying through with sitting down and saying, I really hate the skin under my arms, but I know I've got to accept it because it is what it is. And accepting it is going to make this journey better for me. I can become grateful for the arms that extra skin is attached to because I can hug people and I can be grateful for the two legs I have and not focus so much on the skin that's hanging off of them because now I can walk to the places I want to go where before it just wore me out and it took so much work to get there. Now the effort required is so much less and this serves me well. What serves you well? What doesn't serve you well? Put forth the effort into those things that serve you well. So when I started treatment 31 years ago, man, it's getting to be a long time. One of the things that they said to me, and not just to me, to all of us, and they repeated this day after day after day, and it made such an impact on me that I want to share this with you and remind you that you are only responsible for the effort you put into whatever you do, not necessarily the outcome. So for example, remember I've given the example of if we go on to an island and there are 12 of us or 50 of us or 100 of us, we're all the same height, we eat the same amount of food, we do the same amount of exercise. A year later, we've all put forth the exact same amount of effort into what we eat and how much we exercise. We are not all going to have the same weight even though we're all the same height because of all the different in influences into our weight. Right? So I have to accept that I may put as much effort into my process as you, and you may lose more weight than me, or I may lose more weight than you. Equal effort doesn't mean equal outcome. So acceptance that if I put forth the effort, if I put forth my effort and do the gotta do and do the therapy and do the exercise and do the writing down of my food, the food journaling, and do the um, meal planning, if I'm putting forth the effort, the outcome's gonna be what it's gonna be. It's like in a relationship, if one person's into it and one's not, I can put forth all the effort I want into that relationship or friendship or, you know, work environment. But if the other person's not invested in it, I'm not necessarily going to get what I want, but I am responsible 
for the effort. And then I can say, well, it didn't work out, but it's not because I didn't put forth the effort. Right. And then I can feel okay about myself. I may be disappointed that this person or that person not didn't reciprocate how I felt about them or, you know, I put forth all this effort into getting this job and they didn't think I was the right fit or think about the people who put forth all the effort to get into the Olympics and they didn't, you know, they're going to go through some depression, but hopefully they can get to a point in their life where they accept that this is the reality. It's not that different. If you think about it in terms of emotions into putting forth so much effort and energy into the weight loss process and your body stops at some point and you're like, that's not where I wanted it to stop, but it is what it is. So accepting that and then self the S in four aces, A-C-E-S is to treasure yourself. Self is the core component in all of this, and it's the most important component. And learning to appreciate and value and talk kindly and be compassionate toward and forgive and love yourself. Not letting yourself off the hook. I'm not saying that. You want to remain accountable for the effort you put into whatever you do and make sure you're putting forth your effort. And then saying, I accept that I'm not going to get the outcome that I hoped for, or you're going to rejoice in the fact that I put forth all this effort and I did get the outcome I was hoping for. But what you're responsible is for that effort in terms of loving yourself, encouraging yourself, being accountable to yourself, increasing your awareness. You're responsible for yourself with it, which is why I end every one of these videos the same way. Your health is your responsibility this day and every day. So today, I invite you to use the four aces, these four words, awareness, acceptance, attitude, accountability, commitment, and self. As you go forward in your journey through getting that weight off, keeping that weight off, but more importantly, loving yourself and living a full life with, with appreciation for yourself and other people in your life. So make it a great one, guys. And I'll see you later this week when we continue to talk about specific ways to implement the four aces into your everyday life. I will see you then. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Please, please recommend this podcast to others you believe would find it helpful. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Very Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website at www.conniestapletonphd.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.